Amen. If you have your Bibles, get to turn to Psalm 23. And we are going to look today at the great shepherd. Psalm 23 is probably the most uh, incredible chapter in all of God's word. Just about every funeral that uh, I'm a part of, people get to read the 23rd Psalm. And I'm glad today that we don't have to wait for a funeral to get to know the good shepherd. Amen. So we're going to look at Psalm 23, and we are in a year-long series on the names of God. And you can see that we are lining it up all the way to to my left and your right. You'll see the Lord is my shepherd up there at the top right-hand corner. And he is a great, great shepherd. Uh, The the word great shepherd is the original language Jehovah Roha. And it's found in Psalm 23. In just a moment, we're going we're gonna to look at Psalm 23. Look what uh, William Philip Keller says. It takes some of us a lifetime to learn that Christ, our shepherd, knows exactly what he is doing with us. He understands us perfectly. Now, we've only got a few minutes here this morning, but I've listed out 14 attributes, 14 characteristics, and for some of you a little bit overwhelming, 14 fill-in-the-blanks. You've got 14 blanks today, and I don't want you to panic because we're going to go really quickly through these 14 points. And here's the takeaway today. These are points that I've come up with. As I read the Psalm 23 and I learn about the great shepherd, I've come up with these 14 points, but I want you to come up with 14 points. Because there's something you're going on in your life today, and you may have a totally different perspective. You may have a totally different way of looking at Psalm 23, and I want you to come up with 14 characteristics of what you see when you read Psalm 23. Don't count on me to do everything. You've got to do some work this week. And so as your pastor, who's 62 years old now, getting old. I want you to do some homework this week and and in your Bible study, whatever you do, I want you to take a few minutes out and I want you to to, to list out some of the characteristics that you see of the great shepherd that we serve, Jehovah Roha. Can I get an amen? Let's read it together just for a few minutes. The Lord is my shepherd. I will lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, you comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love, mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I read this this week, and I, I, I came up with some pretty, pretty wonderful memories. I mean, if, if we are worshiping the good shepherd, that means that we are sheep. And I don't know about you, but I grew up as, as, a, as a kid in Sunday school and going to church. I thought that sheep were cute 
little white fluffy little animals. And when I was on a trip, I took many of you on a trip to the Holy Land in, in, in 2019, uh, we came across a bunch of sheep. And can I tell you something? Sheep are not white and they're not cute and they're not fuzzy. They are big, messy animals. And so here's a picture that I took in the middle of our Holy Land trip. We were at Jacob's Well and all of a sudden these sheep, and there I am, I'm surrounded Look how big those things are. And can I tell you, they're big, they're messy, they're smelly, and they're huge. And that reminded me, it's kind of like all of us, right? Look how big that thing is. That's from Jacob's Well. In the middle of nowhere, these sheep showed up, and they're there. And there I am, panicked, because I'm surrounded by these sheep. Sheep need a shepherd. Without a, without a shepherd, watch this, they're going to go anywhere, anywhere they want to go. They're going to they're eat whenever they want to eat. They're, they're going to sleep when, whenever they want to sleep. They're going to do whatever they feel like doing. And I know that's pretty popular mentality these days, freedom to be able to do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to say and pick it whenever you want to pick it and just live your own life. But can I remind you today that you and I, we are sheep? And we're not cute and cuddly all the time and white. We get messy. We, we get lost. We get afraid. I think it's, it's really humbling to admit that we're sheep and we need somebody to guide us. Now, I know, you guys are intelligent, you guys are smart, you guys are beautiful and you act like you've got it all together, but can I remind you today that you are sheep and without a shepherd who's guiding you and leading you and helping you and, watch this, making you do things that you don't feel like doing. It's really helpful. Without a shepherd, we are prone to attacks. There's wolves out there. Shepherds help to lead and, and guide us. And so as we look real quickly the next few moments, moments into Psalm 23, I just want you to remind yourself that as, as you look like you've got it all together here today, we're sheep and we need a shepherd. Now, when I use that word sh shepherd, some of you may not really relate to maybe a shepherd. I mean, back when this was written, everyone understood shepherds and sheep, and so they, they get it. And so what, what helps me as I read Psalm 23 is not so much a shepherd, but for me, I relate to the word guide. And I've got some fishing equipment up here. This is my fishing poles and my tackle box. Now, contrary to public opinion, a lot of you people think that I fish every, and well, in fact, here's a shot of me just last week. I caught a big, big bass there. Look at that bass. 
you're supposed to say, wow. Yeah, that's. I don't fish that often. I know I got a lot of gift cards for pastor appreciation, and, and a lot of them were Bass Pro Shop, and I thank you for that. I don't go fishing very much. I usually get one time a year in Montana, I go fly fishing for a week, and then maybe a couple days out of the year I go fishing. But my best days of fishing have not been when I think I know it all and I've got it all together and I know what the fish are going to bite on and I know where the fish are. My best days of fishing is when I humble myself and I realize I need a guide. I need somebody who knows the temperature of the water. I know I need somebody who knows the weather patterns. I need somebody who's been there and knows where the fish are. And when I humble myself and realize that I don't have it all together and I need a shepherd, I need a guide, those have been my best days of fishing ever. And can I tell you something? As sheep, we all need to be reminded that there's somebody who knows way more about life than you do. You can try to walk through life figuring it out, going to the school of hard knocks, trying to push through and make it happen, or as a sheep, you can come to that realization that life is way too difficult and complex. And I'm not going to try to bang my head against a wall forever. I'm going to humble myself and ask a guide, a navigator, a shepherd to help me walk through life. And if you'll do that, you'll be like Pastor Scott hiring the guide who knows right where the fish are, and you'll catch a lot of fish. Can I get an amen? So let's look real quickly. At Psalm 23, we've only got a few more minutes, but I want to look at some of the characteristics, some of the attributes, some of the things that you and I can count on as God being our navigator, our guide, our coach, our mentor, our counselor, our pilot, our advisor. Number one, the Lord is my shepherd. That's relationship. See, I'm talking about not religion here. I'm talking about having a relationship with a shepherd who knows you who wants to guide you, who wants to walk with you. I'm reminded of the old hymn of the church. What a friend we have in Jesus. See, this is, just, this is not about religion, folks. This is about a relationship. And David starts out Psalm 23 by saying, God, you're my shepherd, and that is what I call relationship. Can I get an amen? amen. Number two, I lack nothing. That speaks to me that God is our provision. He's our life. You don't lack anything when you're following the good shepherd. He is your provision. Look at that verse of Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 18. I really like this Scripture, and it's really too. God is able. Let's stop there just for a moment. God is able. Would you say those three words with me? God is able. Say it one more time. God is able. You see, there's nothing that you're facing today that is too big for God. 
There's nothing that you're dealing with today that overwhelms God. And David writes in Psalm 23, God, you're my good shepherd. It's about relationship, and I lack nothing. 2 Corinthians says, God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God, I lack nothing. That's provision. Number three, I love this one. He makes me lie down in green pastures. We had such a good time last night after our, our fall festival. And again, by the way, thank you for all the wonderful volunteers and all the incredible people that made that happen. Some of you gave generously to make that happen. I ran into a family. It was really cool. There was, there was like six of them. And they showed up and they're like, well, where do we pay? And I said, you don't have to pay anything. Now, in this economy, how many know that's a good thing? That family goes out to, to, to Applebee's. You know, that's 120 bucks. Easy. They showed up and they said, where do we pay? I said, you don't pay anything. They said, what do you mean? We thought this was a fundraiser. I said, no, this is not a fundraiser. This is our gift to you. It's on the house. It's free. And the look of relief on their face. It's like amazing. In this economy, it's good to have something free. That was free because of your generosity and your kindness and your goodness. He makes me lie down in, in green pastures. That's guidance. So my point was, after the fall party, uh, I left a little early because I had to come up with something to say on, on, on Sunday morning. And by the way, I'll be happy to man the snow cone machine all the way to the end if you want to speak on Sunday morning. So we'll, we'll, let's just make a deal. So I went home and I, had to, I got to prepare. I got to open the Bible. I got to read. And in addition to watch the Georgia-Florida game. Florida State already won handedly earlier in the day, and so I watched. And we got a chance to, we got a chance to be with our, our, our granddaughter, Heidi. Oh, now I love being a granddad. I thought being a parent was great. Grandparenting is phenomenal. It's the greatest thing in the world. Watch this. And Aaron and Raleigh have done an amazing job at raising Heidi. They do something that's really, really critical. Moms and dads, Listen just for a moment. Consistency. At 6.30, they're shutting down shop because they're on a schedule. By 6.45, Heidi is bathed and in a brand new set of pajamas. And at 7 o'clock, she goes down to bed. Now, I don't like that. I would love to keep her up till 9, 10 o'clock and be with her. Watch this. To be a good parent, to be a good shepherd, to be a good guide, it means sometimes the good shepherd is going to make you do something. And a lot of y'all don't like that. You like calling your own shots. You're 50, 60, 62, and, and you're just used to doing things the way you do things. This is your life. Can I tell you something? If you're going to be successful in life, there's going to be times where he's going to make you lie down in green pastures. I'm wondering how you react when God makes you do things. 
When God makes you help somebody you don't want to help. When God makes you forgive somebody that has offended you. He makes me lie down in green pastures. We need a guide. We need a shepherd. We need a pilot who, and number three, it's guidance. We need his guidance. We need him to make us do things. We need him to help us to become more like Christ, and there's going to be times he's going to make you do something. Could it be this week God's going to ask you and make you do something you don't want to do? I pray that God would raise up men and women in Belle Isle Community Church that are willing to do what we don't want to do because we're following a good shepherd, and there will be times he's going to make you lie down in green pastures. Heidi, it's time to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. That's guidance. And that's what the good shepherd will do you. Number four, he leads me beside quiet waters. That's peace. I don't know when's the last time you've been around quiet waters. Maybe you've gone to the beach. Maybe you've gone to the lake. Maybe you've gone to the river. Maybe that's why I like fly fishing so much. I see Kelly in the back. Kelly's a fly fisherman. There's something about still waters. Something about water, there's something about streams, there's something about the ocean, and the great shepherd, he leads us besides quiet waters. That's peace. Number five, he refreshes my soul. That's strength. There's somebody here today that's weary. There's somebody here today that's tired. There's a mom that's just just homeschooling, and you're, you're exhausted. There's a grandma that's praying for a, unsaved grandson and granddaughter, you're just tired. Guess what? The good shepherd refreshes our soul, and that is strength. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord, and God will give you strength when you need strength. How many of you here today, and you're just, you, you sometimes just get flat out tired? Anybody? Yeah, all of us. Guess what? You don't have to do it alone. All you people in the balcony, you don't have to walk through life having all the answers. You don't have to bang your head against the wall day after day after day. There is strength that's available for you through Jesus Christ, and the good shepherd gives us strength. He refreshes my soul. I love this one. Number six, he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. That's leadership. God wants to lead you today. Notice that there are right paths and there are wrong paths. How many have ever been down the wrong path? What happens when you go down the wrong path? Bad things happen. Watch this. The good shepherd says, Belal, I'm going to guide you along the right paths for my namesake. I like that. Church, look at me just for a moment. We're getting ready to close here in just a few minutes. Watch this. When you go down the right paths and you follow the good shepherd, good things happen and God gets glory when good things happen in your life. Are y'all with me? But when you come up with an attitude, just because you got a little money in the bank and you got a little bit of experience under your belt, that, that you can do it all, you're going to walk down the wrong path. And guess what happens to all of us? When you walk down the wrong path, wrong things are going to happen. 
and God is not glorified. See, the shepherd wants to lead you, watch this, through right paths for his name's sake so he gets glory. I'm hoping that God is going to raise up men and women in this church, in Belle Isle Community Church, that are not perfect, don't have it all together, but we're following a good shepherd. And when you follow the good shepherd, he leads you down the right paths. And when he leads you down the right paths, good things happen and God gets glory. He doesn't want you to get the glory. He wants to get the glory. So when good things happen to you and good things happen to you and your family, God ultimately gets all the glory and all the praise. Can I hear an amen? Oh, I'm getting to preaching here today. Quickly. Number seven. I love this one. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. I don't know what your darkest valley looks like. I don't know what it was like. I know what mine was like. And when you follow Christ, you are not guaranteed that dark valleys are, are, are not going to come to your life. That, that's not, it's not biblical. It's not good teaching. Bad things happen to good people. And I don't like that. I wish it wasn't the way. I wish that you could just say a prayer and accept Christ and no trouble, no hardship, no dark valleys. I can look anybody eye to eye, man to man, and look them in the eye and say, I know what a dark valley looks like. My family knows. I know I'm up here today with new shoes and my hair looks pretty good. And, and, and you think I've never been through dark valleys. Huh. But when I read this, it says, even though, watch this, you walk through. And my word to you today, today, is that God is a great shepherd and he wants to walk you through whatever you're going through. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to camp out. You are not stationary. God wants to lead you through the dark valley. There's somebody today addicted to drugs. God, and the one that we're talking about, the name that is above all names, is a God who can walk you through even the darkest valleys. And that is faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, my Father, there is no shadow or turning with thee. You know what I love about the great shepherd? He's faithful. And he's not going to leave you 
in the valley, but he's walking with you through the valley. And that's faithfulness. Are you all with me this morning? Pretty good for a 62-year-old old man, isn't it? Even though I walk through the valley, that's faithfulness. Watch this. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Just give me God. Just give me Jesus. And you give me Jesus, and I'm not going to fear a thing. I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. That's good news here today. God's with you. You're not alone. The shepherd is with you. And this is the only time in Psalm 23 where he says, I'm with you. He waits until it gets really, really dark. He's with us in the green pastures. You guys know this. He's with you by the still waters. You get this. It's in the darkest of valley where he says to you, Scott, you don't have to fear. I'm with you. You give me a little Jesus in a dark situation, and that's all I need. Just, just give, me, give me Jesus. Just let me know you're there. Let me know that I'm not alone. Let him know that I'm, I'm not the only one dealing with this, and I can get through this because you're with me. That's boldness. See, because when you know God's with you, he gives you the strength to face whatever you're dealing with. God's with me. Now, some of you are taking notes, and I appreciate that. I go through a lot of effort making these notes available to you. So do me a favor for my birthday. Can you get your pen out? And I want you, under this point, I want you to write this. I will fear no, and I want you to fill in the blank. Some of you are afraid today of something. Some of you are fearful today of something. And the great shepherd promises you his presence so you don't have to be afraid. And whatever you're afraid of, God says, I'm with you. My name is Emmanuel. Watch this. God with us. Why? Do we only talk about this verse of Scripture at Christmas time? This is not a Christmas verse. This is a verse for today. Emmanuel, God is with me. And if God is with you, he's going to give you the ability to get through any situation. Why? Because he is your boldness and your strength, and you don't have to fear anything. Are you all with me today? Now, when you put on the TV like I do at night, there's some scary stuff going on right now. There's a lot to be worried about. There's a lot that's going to overwhelm you if you allow it to. Now, I like watching things so I can be informed. I got to be in touch with what's going on in this world, but I don't allow those things to overwhelm me. I don't allow what's happening in Israel right now and Hamas and Iran and Iraq and the economy and our president. I don't allow all these things to overwhelm me. I'm going to fear nothing because you're with me. If God is with me, he's with you and with 
good shepherd guiding, leading us, he'll give us the ability not to live in fear, but to live in faith. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's rest. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's victory. Everyone say victory. Say it one more time. You know what I love about Psalm 23? It's ugly. It's not pretty. There's some things in this that are kind of difficult to deal with. But in the end, David said, you're going to prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's victory. You know what I want to see in your life today? I want you to live in victory. And you can only do that through Jesus Christ. You can only sit at a table in the presence of your enemies. Watch this. I feel, I feel the Spirit just really just quickening me on this verse of Scripture. You may not be able to get rid of all your enemies, but eventually if you follow the great shepherd, God's going to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. They're going to be at your feet. Don't invite them to the table to eat with you. Walk in victory and understand that your enemies are at your feet. And there's some of you here today, you have welcomed your enemies to sit at the table with you, and they're never intended to enjoy supper with you. They're intended to be defeated at your feet. Why are you entertaining them? They're supposed to be at your feet. Defeated through Jesus Christ. Why? Because Christ defeated through the cross every enemy you're faced with today. Quit inviting them to have dinner with you and start walking in victory and seeing them at your feet. You anoint my head with oil. That's liberty. That's the anointing. That's why Jesus said in Luke 3, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me, watch this, to proclaim freedom. David was anointed because of God's Spirit on him. And God's Spirit is on you, and that gives you the ability to bring freedom to everyone you come in contact with. It's liberty. My cup overflows. That's abundance. Surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. That's assurance. You know who's behind you right now following you? Goodness and mercy. Go ahead and do that real quick. We're going to close. Just look behind you just for a second and do that. Just look over your shoulder. Come on. In the balcony, look over your shoulder. Guess who's following you? Goodness and mercy. I don't ever have to wonder if they're behind me because I know as I follow the good shepherd, watch this, goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. I like that. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's heavenly. That's heavenly. 